Hello, my friends. Wow, what a time we're living in right now, huh? I'm in my five-year-old's bedroom. My husband's working from home, trying to do this whole new telecommuting thing, and it's um, a small home, and it's interesting and feels crazy, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he can uh, right now work from home. Um, And I just keep feeling like I'm in this twilight zone, And for real, my friends, I'm here to try and help today. Um, I think there's just so much coming in of how people are feeling, and I don't need to add to that. I think we all need a little more calm and peace and sanity in our lives, right? So that's what I'm going to work on trying to help you with today. And to all you parents, (laughs) as a stay-at-home mom, I get that I'm lucky in the sense right now that my kids have already been with me pretty much all the time since they were born. So this is not new to me. It's not as much of an adjustment in that area as it is for so many of you. And I feel for you. I know what a big change that would be. And I know you work hard and that this adjustment is hard because you're juggling so many different things. And although we, we don't actually usually stay home all the time, of course, but For so many of you, the uncertainty of when are you going to be able to put them back in school, maybe about your job or your business, perhaps you have a business or whatever else is going on is just a lot and I'm with you. I mean, it's it's not easy and this past week has been a lot. My grandfather died last week. It's been rough for him for the past couple of months. Um, It's not been easy. And he, I'm glad, is no longer suffering. But faced with the flight situation, I did not fly to Florida to memorialize this amazing life, this person that was in my life, my whole life, that meant the world to me, with my family as I would have really loved to do. And the panic is all over the place. I'm getting emails every day, just as I'm sure all of you are, from various companies about how they're handling this pandemic. And I'm faced with the dire need to really continue to draw internal boundaries for myself in various areas to keep my mental health. Last weekend, I really was struggling to balance all the things and the changes and the grief and the expectations, not to mention just being home nonstop with my boys and my husband. And Sunday was one of the hardest days I have had in a long time. I was riddled with anxiety and I could feel it in my chest. The vibration of anxiety can be a tangible one and I recognized it. I don't know if you can kind of hone in on your body if you don't already know this vibration I'm talking about, but the feeling is very tangible. I just wanted to cry and scream and although I didn't totally lose my head, probably because I did cry and laugh, um, I could see how easy it would have been to do that. But we're going to stop right there because we don't have to allow this to be how it is or how it stays. This does not have to mean doom. I can't fix the world. I can't turn back time and undo what is happening. But I can help you and myself to embrace and surrender. I can remind you of all the work you've been doing. Right now, you have the opportunity to really work that muscle you've been building. You get to practice more than ever the voice of the hero of your alter ego, if you will. When I actually tangibly work to look around me right now and see what I have in this home, I see my little boys playing. I see a couch 
beds, I see a fridge, which I know has food in it, and my home is full of noise from the people I love. I'm taken care of, and what matters most is is becoming more and more apparent and prioritized, and I'm sure you're kind of feeling that too. We can right now really get taken adrift on a story boat, telling the circumstances from the worst possible perspective. But look, we can't change what's happening. And if we choose to look at the circumstance from a doomsday lens, then all we will do is back ourselves into a corner mentally where we won't be of service to anybody, most notably ourselves and the future that lies ahead for us and our families and those we have this duty to sort of inspire and help. We can stand together, well, metaphorically, obviously, as we honor this social distancing, to do what each and all of us think is best for each other and for the world, or we can hide away in fear of what might happen. By hide away, I don't mean stay home, of course, because all of us or most of us are already doing that. I mean we don't shut down the prefrontal cortex of our brain, the part that allows us to actually think critically, to learn and to live and and to live, and we don't want to stuck in fight, be stuck in fight or flight, catastrophizing and numbing out and consuming more and more to fuel that that fear-producing narrative that's running in our heads. I mean, we stop numbing out. I mean, we stop running from it. We face reality without being consumed by fear or anger, even if that sounds impossible right now. So back to ground zero. All that our fear is, is a result of a thought we are having. Fear is an emotion and emotions come from our thoughts. Our thoughts come from our brain's interpretation of the facts of our circumstances. The thoughts are not the facts. They are what we are proposing in our brains or choosing to believe that the circumstances in our lives mean for us. So. If we refuse to make the circumstances we are all facing right now mean terrible things for us, that doesn't mean we act ignorant and do nothing. That doesn't mean we blindly continue our lives disregarding the seriousness of the situation. Again, it means that we don't lose ourselves in the story of the worst case scenario. This means we can maintain focus on our brilliantly beautiful, imperfect, and still messy lives for what they are right now and accept them. We can ask ourselves, what can we do? We can decide to choose to do those things that we can and, as we do, to do them amazingly well. Then we can start taking action right now in that area. So today, I want you to remember that For once, you can be sure that you are not alone in what you're facing. Every single person is experiencing an impact from this pandemic, and it's not just you. I want to encourage you that this is not the end and that your power is not gone despite the obstacles you're presented with. Some of you are struggling with incredible obstacles because of this pandemic, and some of you aren't quite feeling it yet. I want to make a comment about that because it came up today when I was talking to some of my friends. Please let go of the guilt of this not being harder for you if you're not suffering. 
The fact that people are suffering or struggling right now is not your fault. And the fact that you are not does not make you a monster. Because of the social isolation, it can really make us have to make an extra effort to figure out how we can help our neighbors and other people in our lives. But if you pay attention, you will notice how incredibly creative people are getting in order to be very connected. A friend made that comment also this morning, same friend, how despite the fact that we can't come even into close contact with other humans, people are finding ways to deeply connect right now. And that is a beautiful thing. We have technology which makes things like Zoom and other other things, FaceTime, uh, a great connecting avenue that we get to use. Some of the thoughts I have struggled with that I'm facing and working on have to do with the guilt of not suffering more than we are here. Yes, this is impacting my family. But because I have friends whom this is impacting on such a deeper and more severe level already, I have thoughts that propel deep guilt. But I'm rejecting that thought. I'm rejecting those thoughts and I'm turning those around. I've also struggled with managing my own thoughts so that fear isn't the dominant emotion in my life. I do not want my actions to be the result of fear, but conscious, proactive decisions. But this is hard work, and I'm doing it alongside you, my friend. So today, focus on what you can do. Get out some paper and write out the things you're able to do now. If you're unable to work and have all this time now that you're filling with maybe content that's making you feel fear, get clear. Have you wanted to cook? Have you wanted to read? Learn about a specific topic? Spend more time with your kids? Do you have an idea of how you can help in the world right now while honoring the guidelines in place to slow this thing down with social distancing? There are a lot of things you can't do right now, but focusing on them doesn't do anybody any favors. That just neglects the choice you do have to do some things you haven't been able to do for a long time, perhaps. So what if for today, You picked one thing you finally have an opportunity to do and have wanted to do. Something that really matters. And you do it. And you do it well. Some of you feel like you're drowning without any time at all to breathe. Maybe you have everyone home all at once. All your your kids, maybe, I don't know, maybe your parents. And you're trying to manage your job in these new circumstances. And you have additional stress with other factors playing a role here as well. The answers to this question look quite different for you, but the question is still the same. What can you do? What are the most important things? Can you figure out a few things each day to do and just focus on those? Can you change your expectations in your home for your family so that mental health needs are met? They're a priority for you and your family. Maybe you enforce recess if you have kids and a yard so your kids stay out back for an hour twice a day and give you more time for clarity, also giving them some healthy time outside. Can you see this as an opportunity to assess anything that wasn't working anyway with how things were before? What if you just sat with the question, what can I do, and let the ideas pour onto the page for five minutes? This doesn't mean you're committing to any or all of it. You're simply shifting your thoughts. 
Next, stop consuming content on the virus. And I, I, I'm not saying don't check in and learn about it or stay up to date. I have to say what I'm not saying because the propensity is to dismiss what I'm saying if you make an assumption. But I'm saying turn off the constant stream. A common thread with anxiety is the constant thread of information enforcing thoughts that create fear. Choose your thoughts with intention instead of allowing your thoughts to be dominated by other people's choosing. Yes, this is real right now, but it's not everything. Consume content that lifts you up, that encourages you, and fuels your mind with good ideas, with what you can do. Offset the attack on your brain of fear-producing thoughts and predictions, and listen to a podcast that encourages growth, or read a book that helps calm anxiety, or focus again on the thing we just talked about, about what you can do right now. Also, think about how you can love your family, yourself, and your neighbor. When we're focused on helping others, it's hard to be consumed with fear. It's nearly impossible, in fact. So if you want to do check-ins on the news, I recommend you set a timer or set a time for checking in and then set a timer when you do check in so you don't get sucked in and never come out. I recommend you never check the news first thing in the morning unless your job requires it. You don't have to do this, but I really recommend it for your mental health. I recommend first reading some books and connecting and moving your body and working on your thoughts before you ever read other people's thoughts or watch the news. That involves social media as well. These are other people's thoughts on what's going on. Form your own purge. Feel good before you check in so that you have an awareness of where you're at and you have some more choice. Minimize your source. I don't recommend reading everything on social media, even if that's hard not to do. Right now, the only thing I'm doing on Facebook is posting through my Instagram account what I'm hoping to be uplifting content and responding to posts where I'm specifically tagged. But other than that, I'm not going on Facebook at all. I have unfollowed everything so that it's not inundating me and I don't have notifications on my phone for that. How do you want to feel? Choose on purpose how you want to feel by the thoughts you allow to dominate your mind. What you consume when you watch or read the news are thoughts about the current circumstances. Yes, some of what you learn are the facts, but the vast majority is interpretation of the facts and what that means for us all. Again, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but is it helping to think about what everyone thinks this is going to mean? Does it actually help you to consider what you can do right now? Understandably, we need to understand this to some degree, but if it's constant and the meaning given you is one of doom and gloom, then you're choosing to sign up to be stuck in constant fear. Are you offsetting all of this? This is a huge point here. Are you filling your brain with helpful ideas? Your incoming ideas should be predominantly positive and helpful, helping you to know how to overcome this obstacle or what you can do and empowering you in that area, how to learn, grow, heal, and help, not how you are doomed. Output is important too, so you need to get that stuff out of your brain 
you won't know how much is in there until you actually start to let it out. So pull out a journal or your computer and let it all out. I'm not kidding. Give your brain a total purge. If you've heard of Marie Kondo, do that to your thoughts. Allow them all out on the page like you would put all your clothes on the bed and then read back through. If a thought doesn't spark joy, you can let it go. You can still keep the facts. You can still understand what is going on right now. Facts are neutral. I'm not saying they don't hurt or have challenge, challenges that come along with them. I'm saying they are neutral. They are facts. Okay, what you make them mean to you is different. Again, first, let it all out on the page. I know a good friend, and I just talked to her about how hard it can be sometimes to journal. She brought it up, and we have walls up sometimes that we don't want to see. And then when we talk to our sister or our best friend, sometimes the thoughts that we don't know are lurking and trying you know, to hide from us come pouring out. So have that person, have your person and take the wall down and just let it pour out with them. And even if you just start on a call and then pour the rest out onto a page of paper, you'll get the truth of what you're thinking out sometimes just by kind of taking that first step in talking with a trusted person in your life. If you're a mom and it's impossible to have a phone conversation, I hear you. Get the Voxer app. It's free and no, I'm not affiliated with them. It's therapy. (laughs) If you have good friends to share it with, no joke. It's the best conversation platform for mamas. Another tip, laugh, 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 and cry, cry, cry. Why would I say this? Because it helps you so much to actually feel those feelings. It gets out so much stress and processes. They don't just go away. They are pent up energy in your body that need out. Censor this if kids are around people because I'm about to say something and I'm not joking. So I'm gonna give you a second to pause it if you have kids. All right, you ready? Have sex. Judge me all you want, but you know deep down how much better it would feel. Laugh, cry, have sex. Your spouse will love me for this one. Have lots of sex. This is a time to be kind to yourself and to your body, and that is good for you. It is such a stress reliever. If you want to keep your immune system up, that means you need to take care of yourself and your emotions have such a great impact on your health. So your immune system too, particularly. So feel the feelings and have an outlet. If you're struggling to get off social media and feel those feelings, then maybe put a blocker on your phone. Turn your phone off completely for an hour to force yourself to Voxer with a friend or to journal. Set up screen time controls for yourself on your settings. You can do it by the the settings app and and it's super easy. I've had to do this myself. I'm not kidding. If it weren't for laughter, sex, Voxer, and some limits on my phone and my journal, okay, and some good tears, I would be a total basket case right now. Move your body. This is a way to get more energy out and to love yourself. It can be dancing, it can be yoga, go for a run, honoring the social distancing, of course, and whatever else you love that feels really good for your body that you're able to do right now. Do the things you need. Your kids will follow suit. 
Oh, and if you're a mama finding yourself in a tough spot homeschooling right now, or I should say schooling from home, it's not the same what the schools have are having set up at home with you. But if you're trying to manage this all right now and trying to work or whatever you're trying to manage, my advice is let go of your expectations. Give yourself and your kids grace. Meet your life and your family where it's at and understand that this is a a big deal that doesn't happen all the time and try to find moments of beauty. This might not be your long-term path, but it is somehow a gift to be with your kids, even if it seems like the most difficult thing right now. Study them and just play when you can and be together whenever you can, because remember, they will be adults much longer than they are kids, and that will be for the rest of their lives. This will be a time you will always remember. This is going to be in the history books, all of you. So try to create some fun memories that will lift all your spirits to look back on in your future. This is also a great time for a family meeting. Even if you have young kids, don't give too much information to your kids about your stress or about what's going on in the world, especially if they're very sensitive or super young. But explain how you're doing and what you can and can't handle. They'll know your stress isn't because of them and they can problem solve with you. Tell them your difficulty and let them tell you yours, especially if they're older, they want to be a part of this and just knowing that the stress has nothing to do with them will really help. Lay it all out there and allow them to do the same. Again, filtering so as not to use our kids as our therapists, but allow them to step up and be a part of the team. Prioritize and allow this to connect and strengthen your bond. I know there's a lot to worry about, believe me, I do. I was always the expert of worry, but all it ever does is make things worse. It does not prepare you for the future or move you along. It is not the way of the problem solver, so don't let that voice in your head trick you. Plan out a chunk every day to ask yourself questions about solving problems, and if they're not in your control, work to let them go. This is what thought work is all about at the foundation, letting go of what you can't control by changing your thoughts about what they mean for you. What it all means for you is an option. You get to choose. I am just so grateful to have this platform right now to connect with you and to share with you, and I'm going to work to support you, my friends, in this time. It's been a trying time for all of us. I've had a rough go recently, but we are truly not alone in this, so let's not let this break us. Let's allow good change to come from an incredibly challenging situation. All right, my friends, remember you are able to bless those around you and yourself today. How can you do that? Tag, you're it. I hope this leaves you more full than you were before, my friend, and in a curious and empowered perspective with less fear and less hopelessness. You've got this sunshine, and I'll be right here when you need me. This is Holly Ann Casper, the Radical Imperfectionist.